Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. Hey, what's going on, Champagne Sharks? This is episode 500. We were supposed to do something special, but we mainly I dropped the ball because I didn't have time to arrange it. We had some ideas. Mario had one of a clip episode, you know, but we didn't have the clips ready. I mean, we uh, might it might it might still happen. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. We can have a belated one, like you know, uh, a belated celebration once you plan it once you plan it out. But uh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So. We have, since you already spoke, I'll let you go first, Kenny. Well, this is Kenny, Champagne Sharks. Um, can't find, you can't find me or follow me anywhere because I'm not really on social media like that. But, well, let me, let me go back on that. You double back. Since Elon Musk got Twitter, it's kind of popping. So <laughs> I tried to make an account and it didn't ban me. Because usually with the other people, when I get banned from Twitter, if I try to make another account, it would just ban me again. I didn't get banned. So I have a Twitter account. I don't remember what I called it, but. It's out there somewhere. I just haven't really around with it. You follow me yet? I don't follow anybody yet. I just I just made it. I just made it just to see if it would happen, see if it, if it worked. And it did. I was shocked. <laughs> I mean, whoever was responsible for um, banning you, like high likelihood, they're not there anymore because they, yeah, they got um, fired like a motherfucker. I've seen the video. There's a bunch of pictures yeah. of him when he fired a bunch of people and the look on their face. Just so much information has come out. Since that dude is taking over Twitter, you see how scandalous Twitter is. Oh, and yeah. How... But, but before you get started, hold that thought. Just want to finish the introduction. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Vita. Oh, what's up, y'all? Vita Star here. Excited. Happy to finally be back with the guys. Too bad Mario's not here. I got this nasty protein shake. Like, you ever get something, but you don't want to waste your money, so you just force yourself to use it? Like, I got this, like, flavored uh, protein shake, and it just tastes nasty. Like, it's got that sucralose type of fake sweet oh yeah yeah it's disgusting i don't like it but i refuse to waste the money so i'm just like holding my nose and forcing it down but uh yeah uh kenny you were saying something about uh how scandalous twitter was no just a a lot of the information that's come out in the last oh one of the things was that 15 that they were selling on at the back door like fifteen thousand dollars yeah fifteen dollars fifteen thousand dollar blue checks like like off the truck (laughs) like yeah yeah pulled up a truck and opened the back of the truck and started uh what that what that showed me is what that what that showed me is is that there were people that were on Twitter that could literally say anything and nothing would ever happen to them. Wait, what were the fifteen? I don't even know what you guys are talking about. And I'm sure their listeners have no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, Twitter, well, they, they Twitter probably employees don't. Uh, supposedly were selling blue checks to people for fifteen thousand dollars. What? And Elon yeah. Musk confirmed that. Yeah, Elon Musk confirmed it. I mean, depends on how much you want to trust Elon Musk, but I feel like uh, that's a big lie to tell. So I don't know, but yeah, that's yeah. a big ass lie to tell. Yeah. yeah so, so people were paying fifteen thousand dollars. Upwards to, of fifteen grand, yeah. To Twitter employees to have a blue check, yeah, yeah, and you got to figure like people who uh, those are probably people who are most mad at it being sold for eight dollars. You may just pay fifteen thousand dollars for something, <laughs> <laughs> and that was eight dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, that's like the biggest sale ever. Like it's like, but why? I don't I, help me understand why uh, okay. someone would pay fifteen thousand dollars for something that. It seems like you would be able to get just by going through the process. No. So basically, if you for a person and we're talking about specific types of people that do this, you know, if you have a blue check, you pretty much have a license to kill, basically, so to speak. You know, people with blue checks, nothing happens to them if they I haven't seen anybody with a blue check get banned from Twitter. Have you? Um, very I mean, rarely. I mean, Trump. also when you have a when you have a blue check, your tweets pop up more than the normal regular person that tweets. You know what I'm saying? So. In my mind, because I understand how propaganda works, that's why Twitter was the uh, another arm of the ultra, ultra left wing liberals, specifically white liberals. That's why they love Twitter so much, because they can get their bullshit out no, no matter what it is. And it's not going to be unbiased. And Twitter didn't care. Remember, there was a video that was going out 
that, that was going around. And there were some people that were, uh, I don't know if they were investors of Twitter or what they were, but they literally said that they don't want unbiased information going out. They only want certain types of information being said out on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not shocked by the $15,000. But my question isn't why someone would want a blue check. My question is how arduous is the process of getting a blue check that, that going through the actual, you know, um, process of it is so problematic or such an issue that you are willing to pay the $15,000 for it. They've changed it several times from what I understand. Like at first, you had to apply and make a case for why you deserve a blue check. And I know people who did it like as a joke and got it. Like, you know, one guy just um, declared he was a brand and he gave his application that just sounded so fake. Like, you know, um, my job is promoting the blank brand and, and blank was his screen name. And then they, they gave it to him. And then and he was like, oh, shit. And then some people did the same application. Like they had like actual like real careers and everything and media and like publish articles and all this stuff and there's like all these people who couldn't get it like i know um i think tone talks always complains about how you couldn't get a blue check and stuff and twitter would say no but you know a lot of those uh black blue checks are probably telling twitter like hell no don't no, no another yeah oh yeah yeah the type of black yeah. people they have in tech or you know are the type where i think would probably hate um uh they don't want real they don't we, we've and we've found we've figured this out i mean this, we ain't we ain't uh coming up with new ideas this is something we've talked about for a long time like there's those people out there they are connected when it comes to the social media shit when it comes to twitter they're connected with people at twitter to make sure that one they're not going to get banned they're not going to get suspended two they're allowed to say whatever they want to say when we were complaining a whole lot about the whole bullet bags thing and all that now i know what i know now about the way Twitter was being ran, oh they, they, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? They don't give a fuck as long as you're you're following the steps of their politics, whatever their politics is, which has always been ultra white liberal, LGBTQ, anti black male, anti anything black that's progressive, unless it's approved by the Democratic Party. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the way it's been on Twitter since probably what 2015, 2016. Uh. For, for like a while now, I would say since 2014, but I think you got yeah. full steam 2016. But you know what? Um, they changed it uh, so that you couldn't apply anymore. They had to like, don't call us, we'll call you. So right. uh, at some point, they stopped the application process altogether. So like one day you might just wake up and have a blue check. So to me, that's probably when they could probably really push the selling over 15,000 because you couldn't even um send an application in for the for the blue check at at all and right. then that I think that's when uh, people started really really wanting the blue check when when that so happened So you had to essentially be connected to get a blue check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like or be a person that they like. I mean, I'm sure the yeah, you know true. uh you know Kathy Griffin and all them different type of people they didn't have to ask for one. You know what I'm saying? They like them. You know what I mean? But if you're somebody especially uh a lot of the, you know, the people that we talk about that were um, like making all these new shows, all these new like black weirdo shows. They didn't have to ask. Them, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. to be fair. Well, that's probably a little bit different, though. I could imagine if you work for a network, the network probably has that connection. Yeah. Or you work for or you're on a record label. The record label probably has that connection. So you probably yeah. don't have to do much. Or if you work for a publication, like if you work for ESPN or you work for um abc or you work for you know whatever network i can imagine that you alone probably couldn't do it but the network could probably do it for you so that okay. probably works a little bit differently okay i was looking for oh damn it they pay well and everything now they actually want you to spend money here we go i found an article right here so um the atlantic had this article twitter had twitter verification has a price tag $15,000. Those little blue checks don't come cheap if you aren't a household name right. by Alexander Abad Santos. Um, for some reason, this is dated January 2012, which doesn't seem right. Wait, oh, this is interesting. This is, this is an old, this is an old article. Um, okay. Anyway, um, it says those little blue checks don't come cheap if you aren't a household name. And that might be a good thing. We know firsthand how much power those blue verified check marks have on Twitter, as we witnessed from the fake yet briefly authenticated account purporting to belong to Wendy Deng. They've also become status symbols since the company shut down the process to apply for them. 
in 2010. This this seems wrong, this article. Like, the, the years don't seem right. It's weird. But um, now only famous people seem to get them. Finally, a Kardashian. Oh, so I guess this is an old rumor. Uh, but you can buy, they cross out the word buy, and they say get one too. If you spend enough money on Twitter advertising, or if you get famous enough to cite impersonation issues, which makes for a nifty celebrity or $15,000 test next time you follow a verified account. Oh, so this is not even new news. I guess this has been rumored as long ago as January 2012. But but like the $15,000, uh, what they do instead of taking it directly, it looks like they took it in advertising. So if you spend $15,000 on advertising, then you um, got got a blue check, you know? Uh, so it's they kind of like hit the... But anyway, what, what happened is interesting. This this article came out in 2012, but everyone seems to have forgotten about it. So somebody asked Elon Musk recently, like uh, as in last week, they said, "Hey, is it true that uh, you could get a blue check for fifteen thousand dollars that employees were selling fifteen thousand dollars?" And he was like, um, "Yeah, they were." But I don't know if it was an official public policy. It was kind of like a open secret i guess you know what i mean no that's what i'm saying i'm not saying it was like a public policy i'm saying it was like a secret you know what i mean like they weren't it wasn't advertised like hey if you really want a blue check 15 grand you know it was a secret dude you know what i'm saying because if they did like that, it was that an underhanded thing like yeah some uh, yeah under the yeah. table type shit yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah i just didn't know that it was uh that it was out there since 2012 and i guess people it, it went under the radar i guess because yeah i didn't um, know that because when you started talking about it again um do we start talking about it again this past week and everybody was like was like shocked but i guess it was hidden in plain sight like this article just kind of was it, you said that was an article from 2012 yeah it was an article from that's, a, that's but that's also a different twitter too that's different that twitter that twitter back then is different than twitter in the last yeah. five years it's different different and a lot of the people who would have cared you know weren't reading about they're not even there anymore around yeah exactly exactly uh so everybody Everybody forgot. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So now you basically spent $15,000 in advertising to get your blue check. And they just said, that's crazy. You just knock it down to it's insane. $8. Can you imagine if you're somebody who just did it? Like, like you just finished spending the $15,000 like last month. Good grief. All you have to do is just fucking wait. Yeah. It's insane, dude. So I found some articles about it, but I can't find them today. I should have saved them. But, you know, they gave some examples of like some brands and some other people who, uh, took advantage because they wanted um, it gets you like a lot of like perks and everything. Um, I'll keep looking for it while while we talk. But I, it's kind of funny to see like all these people talking about, yeah, you know, I could quit Twitter, but I'm not I'm not a quitter. I'm going to stay and fight. But they're making it sound like a country or a democracy, like, you know, something where it's like, I'm not going to leave my country. You know, I'm going to stay and fight. But it's like, OK, this is not even like a public like people really believe this whole Twitter's they believe they own it. They they believe yeah, no, they, they own it. They believe it. they yeah. own it. Yeah. You know, so the thing I was going to say, they believe it's a public square, but I think yeah. what you're saying is more appropriate. Like they believe they literally like, like own it. It's not just public. Like it's actually um, theirs. Yeah. So, so yeah. we're talking about they're going to stay on there and bother Elon every day or tweet at him. And it's like, okay, why? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Like, if it bothers you that much, just leave. Because people like to pretend like they're doing something. It's like this, there's this thing that I realized social media created. And that is this need to pretend like you're an activist. In yeah, some, yeah, some way. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like this obsession with the soapbox. Yeah. Without even having any soap. It's just a soap. <laughs> <It's like this, laughs> just a box. Just, just, just a box. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't I, even I don't, pay for I don't, the soap. You just took it for someone else. Someone else. Egg, exactly. Because that, that's the, the thing. There's no substance inside the box. It's just a box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think mean, you're I right. Some people got a soap box, but they at least paid for the soap. Like, you know, they, they, <laughs> exactly. these people didn't even do that. I think what I think what has happened is like just to piggyback on what Vita is saying is like people are obsessed with having a soapbox. And I think we we you know, we've had conversations about this plenty of times. I've had conversations about this with people off social media just talking about social media it's like it's almost like there's this group of people that probably never got a chance to have an opinion on something 
And now they're all saying certain things. But the problem is, is that the wrong people are being paid attention to. You know what I mean? Like, is it, no matter no matter how stupid it is, no matter how ignorant it is, it's being heard because it sells. You know what I'm saying? So I'll give you a perfect example. The whole Kyrie Irving situation. If you really break down what Kyrie Irving did, it's very ignorant. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not shocked because he's just an athlete. Right. But because it sells and because of who he is, it's getting people talking. So what ends up happening is now you have all these other people talking now there and they're just as ignorant, if not worse. And they're getting a lot of attention. You know what I mean? And it's you know, it's, it sucks. But, you know, when you were young, if you were um, like a scholar or something, you weren't hanging out with the fucking idiots. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't I don't want to say aloud, but you guys just weren't in the same crowd. Now we can't tell who is who. Oh, but you know what I'm saying? Because now the I smart just, people are actually just, arguing with these super ignorant people. Not just like the smart crowd, but like the cool crowd too. Like, like I said this on a previous podcast, but it's like if somebody was cooler than you, like forget a celebrity, like like forget even getting a celebrity's ear, even in like your high school, if somebody was like one or two social levels above you, you can just start a conversation with them. You couldn't talk to them. Yeah. It was like, yeah. like it used to be that tough to cross like uh social lines but now you can yell at a c- celebrity who's like an alien celebrity story. yeah and, and they Did you might, imagine they might, when you were they young back. They might like, you back. Got to think about this when you were young like when, okay we're all around the same age roughly right so when we were young the popular people were like bobby brown michael jordan michael jackson uh mc hammer um i guess denzel's been popular forever could you imagine if I would, I would, it, like, you ever watch those videos of seeing people when they go to Michael Jackson concert, they're like crying, they pass out. Yeah. Like, I'm not tweeting Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, because that's Michael Jackson. I'm not tweeting that dude. Like, I don't, I'm not tweeting Michael Jordan. Are you serious? What am I going to tell Michael Jordan that he needs to do better? Of? Are you serious? Like, I'm Yo, not going to tell Michael so Jackson. Yeah, shit. bro, that's listen so to true. the. Like, like, I'm gonna tell Michael Jackson, yeah, man, I heard the girl is mine, bro, but I think you could have did better. If you, are you fucking serious? But, Yo, but, but I, also, people do that yeah. with athletes on Twitter oh, yeah. all yes. the time, and I'm like, these people are playing at a professional level with the world looking at them. Yeah. You have the nerve to sit in your living room on your fat ass. <laughs> yeah, you've never even played in high school. But yeah. you can sit here and tell this man the unmitigated gall <laughs> to tell but, what he should have done on the but court. Like, but like yeah. back in the day, if I had something to say to somebody famous, I would have no idea how to do it. Like how say to I say just, it, right? Say, no, right. Say I just sat there and said, you know what? I just don't fucking like Patrick Ewing. You know, like like what could I do? I could stand outside maybe Madison Square Garden, but I'm not getting within like spitting distance from him. Like, no, you know, like. 10 bodyguards will jump on me. Like I could try right. to yell over 500 other people. Like there's literally no way I could let him in know the my back stupid, of your mind. You opinion. knew that there was a line that you couldn't cross with a professional, whoever it was. I'm saying, even if I wanted to cross the line, like say right. I didn't know there was a line, like, right, right, right. Logistically, <laughs> how could I do it? Like, like, right. No, like, you it, are. It, it, it took work to stalk. And you know, like, uh, that guy, like, you have to like do some extra stuff, like map out somebody's route where they're gonna be. Hope that well, you well and and you know back then, I'm sure you know T because you live in New York. You're from New York. It wouldn't be such a big deal if you ran into Mike Tyson somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But you wasn't gonna walk up to Mike Tyson like, yeah, man, I, I don't even think you that good. He might knock you hmm. the fuck out. Oh yeah, but but also it had to be a matter of luck, like you know. How yeah. am I gonna know where Mike Tyson? Like on Twitter, you know where the people are to be reached. You know you where just, people are, right? 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 Yeah, yeah. And you just say, uh, hey, I think you know. we. I think I don't know, Vita, if you were here that one time we were talking about this, and I I was talking about um baller alert. I'm sure you guys know what baller alert is, right? Yeah. And, and I, I think you were here when we were talking about it. And I said baller alert was on Instagram back in like 2012, 2013. What baller alert used to be now it's like shade room, but it used to be they would send out. Um, Instagram posts telling women where certain athletes and entertainers were staying in like their hotel and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would like send out these posts. Y'all better get over there. Such a such a such a stand over at the whatever hotel. You know what I mean? Like they that was a real thing. And I was like, man, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? I couldn't believe that right. they were actually doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's dangerous. Yeah. I, I don't remember if I was um with you guys at the time, but I do remember when Baller Alert was that, which is so funny. I actually forgot they were like that. And that's what yeah, it was. everybody did. Yeah, but yeah it I, makes think, sense I think Lipstick Alley that, was that's too. what the that's yeah. what 
baller alert like the the name baller alert literally makes sense when you say that when yeah. you explain that's what it is but the other thing is like i think people get shit fucked up because they think their opinion matters like it's one thing to talk shit with your friends and i think people think that means therefore your opinion matters yeah. to everyone else it doesn't matter it me really talking doesn't. shit with my friends about the basketball game or talking shit with my friends about music that's supposed to stay in that space just us shooting the shit even on twitter just talking shit with the people that you interact with it's not so like so i remember once my one time somebody said this shit to me because <clears throat> i was saying something about a rapper i did, I did I'm not a fan of they're like why don't you tweet them why would i tweet <laughs> them why would i at them on twitter that i don't like their album like why would right. i do that the whole point was i was talking to you about right. the fact that i don't like their album like the and they'll at them inside your inside your thread like i wasn't even talking to them like damn right really? it was supposed to be a conversation between yeah, us about yeah. my opinion to you right right but i think people get for some reason i think they people believe for whatever reason that our opinions are supposed to matter to that artist or to that yeah. athlete yeah. When the reality is, I'm just supposed to be speaking as a fan to another fan. Yeah. My opinion is not supposed to then dictate what whatever artist or athlete is supposed to do. What the fuck do I know about their work and their industry? And they have their own fans. Fuck what I think. Well, and, and to, to draw that back to what we're originally saying is with people buying blue checks, like there's power in that. You know what I'm saying? There's power in having the loudest voice in the room. There's power in having the loudest voice online. You got to think about it. Uh, what's the lady's name? Brittany, whatever her name is, uh, Professor Clump, Professor Crunk, whatever her name is. Clump. Cooper, there you go. That oh one. my God, I just it's caught Professor that. Clump. Clump. I wasn't even, mean. I, Don't be mean. I, I wasn't trying to do that. It just, it just came out <laughs> that way. I believe it's an but, honest mistake, but it was a flub. It, if that got out on Twitter, that would become a permanent name on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm but she, that yeah, think about it. She's not before. a politician. She's just a fucking professor who says dumb shit. She's she's yeah. just a she's no different than any tenured or adjunct professor. And if you if if for anybody, well, all of us have went to college. Um, for people that don't go to college or you know what I mean, like I always tell kids about teachers because they believe teachers know everything. I'm like, dude, these motherfuckers don't know shit. Okay. I mean, most of these motherfuckers just want to pay off their student loans. It's no different for a professor. There, there are really good professors, but then there's some professors that, I mean, it's just a job. So, you, you know, so people hold them in high esteem because a lot of them don't have access to education. So now they believe that she knows what she's talking about because she's got the loudest voice in the room. You know what I'm saying? The loudest yeah. voice on Twitter. I don't even think it's the people who are uneducated who put her on a pedestal because I think most of them that kind of uh, I don't really give a fuck what you're saying I think it's the other educated people who well those are those they're all the, the same yeah yeah I, yeah I think they're the ones who boost each other that much and yeah. they get mad because the regular people don't really fuck with them like that yeah like, they don't like when you know the gig when they you know the jig is up when you know how the system works and you understand that these people are just whatever they hate that they hate that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. But, oh, my God. All these uh, people coming out to uh, blame black men, but surprise over Stacey Abrams. But surprisingly, and this was um, this is another thing that makes you think that the whole um, the whole kind of great awakening part was is basically over is like Jason Johnson and Michael Harriet. They went against the Jamila Lemieux and Professor Crunk narrative. They they broke wow. bad. They they left the plantation or something. They uh, Michael Harriet from the Root uh, said, according to exit polls, Abrams had more support from black men than Democrats had nationwide. In fact, if every single black male Kemp voter had voted for Abrams instead, she still would have lost. Would, she still would have lost. Turns out the black yeah. male voter problem was a lie. It was white voters. It always is. And uh, black men voted eighty four percent. Uh, for Stacey Abrams versus 93% for black women. So it's only 9% difference. And it's like, um, it's still, uh, wouldn't have made a difference even if every last one, last one did. And then Jason Johnson like retweeted and, you know, and agreed. And I'm like, yo, when you got Jason Johnson and um, Michael Harriet, two guys from The Root, you know, I'm wondering, like, like, even they're getting stuck at these these people. Yeah, these are the coworkers. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're ex they're ex peers and black man bashing. Even they're like, oh man, they've been black man bashing for ten years online. I think oh, I started yeah. to realize, like, is this not only is it getting old? Like, it's probably like hurting their credibility. Like, they, they won't be taken seriously. Like, 
you know, but some people want to go down with the ship. Jamila Lemieux is going to go down with that ship no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Yo, She's going to do that regardless. Uh, it's so funny because people are upset with me right now just because I said, I was sarcastically pointed out like berating black men is like a ridiculous strategy to get black men to vote increasingly more for whoever they want them to vote for. And people took that shit way personal. Like, yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even understand. Like, I honestly don't even understand what is there to be upset about. But people are like, oh, so we have to coddle black men. Why does not insulting people <clears throat> as a way to get them to vote for something mean you have to coddle them? Yeah, it's always <laughs> an extreme. They always bring up these extremes that nobody says. It's fake binary. Because that's someone else say, yeah, these black men are always like, pay attention to me and no one else. And we're like, wait, who said That's what somebody said. Who said that? Were saying, yeah. Where did speak to my issues mean pay attention to me? And they always had these straw men. They, they can't right. talk without lying or making up these straw men. And it's like, you know what? This one don't stand with people like that. There's no way you can have a happy, productive life. There's no way you're not burning bridges every year, every month, you know? Because if that's the way you handle conflict, that you just make up something the other person said so that you don't have to hear a valid point. Like, you know, um, I can tell in your life, you're always talking to somebody who's probably an enabler in your life about some bullshit person you had to cut off or whatever and never realizing the problems you and eventually even that person you're gonna end up falling out with because it's only a matter of time like even that enabler you're gonna and it's like you're gonna be like 40 50 and at that age you're too old to admit you're the problem anymore because it's like okay if i admit it now i gotta admit that i wasted 30 years of friendship like you don't want to be that person like i've seen people like that like people who've been fucked up so long it's almost like psychic annihilation at this point in their life to let themselves realize the problem is them. You know, like you're still right. kind of young. You can still turn it around and get a, you know, productive, constructive 10 to 20 years. But you don't want to be that person like middle age. And it's like, I guess I got to be fucked up for the rest of my life. Because if I admit to myself well, that I'm the problem this late in the game, I'm going to have to realize I wasted my whole life being this piece of shit. Well, I don't understand. But to that point, what I don't understand, though, is how if you're pitching a product, right, or you're pitching, you're trying to sell me on something, right? Whether it's you, whether it's a person, another person, whether it's a product, whatever it is, and it's not getting you the results that you want. Why don't you ever go back and say, hmm, what's wrong with either my product or what's wrong with my pitch? Well, maybe nobody ever does that. Yeah, I I think maybe they like Yelling at black men more than even like supporting Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Plus, you know what? If Stacey Abrams does win, like it's it's weird. But, you know, it's like but it's the like narrative the never changes. The, but the thing is, the problem with what the problem with that though is that the narrative never changes regardless of who wins. The narrative yeah. didn't change even when Biden won. Yeah, the narrative said, didn't change even when black men are the second largest group to vote blue in any in any case. <laughs> the narrative doesn't change. No, I was gonna say if Stacey Abrams won, now you gotta kind of put results up. Like, like look what happened. They wanted black let black women lead. Let black women lead. Black men been fucking up. Black men been uh they just want to lead to have power, you know, whereas uh black women lead because they care about the people. So then look what happened. They had like a couple years of uh, you know, black queer women. Every chance they got, they said, Black queer women are fighting for y'all. Y'all should be appreciative, whatever. Now this woman got nine, got four houses, you know? And oh, yeah, yeah. Talking about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so it's like, okay. In some ways, it's like when you actually, it's the second the Boston Red Sox finally won um, the World Series. And it's like, okay, it's one thing to be fighting for a World Series. There's nothing to defend it. You know, now you can't just right, whine man, about You got to defend it. Yeah. Yeah. Now you just can't whine about, you know, you've been, you've been, uh, um, short change or the Yankees cheated or look at their payroll. Like, okay, now you've won. Like, now what are you going to do? Like, you know, and I think a lot of people like that underdog thing because now no one expects anything from them. Anything they well, do the, is like, Well, the like excuse a bonus. then will be, well, because you guys had it for so long, it's going to take us. It's like when you hire a new coach uh, yeah. and the coach sucks the first year and then there's going to be a, a bunch of fans that are going to see it for what it is. Like, man, this coach just sucks. No matter what happens, he's going to suck. And then there's going to be other people say, well, you got to give him some time. You know, it's going to take about six to seven years to build this program and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So it's that mindset because even if Stacey Abrams would have won, black men wouldn't get no credit. It would have been black girl magic all day. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't really make a difference. I, You know, this is how yeah. I feel about it. Like, 
black men are pretty much free to do whatever the fuck we want to do because if we do if we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't so you really can just go about your life into the world do whatever you want to do because you're the reason why everything's bad and if something does go good you're trying to emulate white men so ain't no point in even getting involved with any of the shit and, and i think and a lot like, of black men are seeing that and it's like i'm not saying black men would have definitely done better than black women as far as getting results or whatever but Black men aren't the ones as a class, like like this group of, at least with the same prominence. I'm not talking about like dusty manosphere type people. I'm talking about no, like no, that's people with like platforms at Harper's Bazaar, Atlantic, you know, in these big publications, you know, like yeah. Jamila Lemieux and Vanity Fair. You don't really see like black men with huge platforms saying black men can do this better than black women. You know, you got no, that, no one's doing that. So it's like. If but these people win, always judge black men on the fringe group. Yeah. So so if these people like win and get their people in charge, they're the ones who talk all this shit about how they can save everybody. So now you got to like, you know, put up or shut up, you know? And I feel like black men, even when they win, they're not out there saying, hey, we're the saviors of the black no. community or, or even America in general. Like, you know, um, that's a that's talking a point created thing. by white people. That's a, that's a talking point created by white people because when Joe Biden won, I think it was, uh, yeah, Joe Biden and what's her name? Kamala Harris. They started talking about how black women were the reason why in the backbone and all this other kind of stuff. And they're saying and they, that, they saved America. All that. Stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So those talking points, exactly. That talking point comes from white people and it's an old Democrat trick. One of the oldest tricks in the book. You know, it's, 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 it's about as old as, you know, the Democratic nominee coming to the church, eating greens and chicken and getting his lips all greasy. It's the same old shit. The problem is that we fall for the same stupid ass tricks every every four years. I mean, like, and, there's and, nothing to be proud of to be like, no. oh, we're the backbone of some white supremacist party that doesn't exactly. give you what you want or what you need. And you know what? The other thing that, and, and speaking of the Democratic Party and, and, and it's this tactic that really irritates me that black women are picking up. Well, I won't say black women because I, I really want to be specific. It's these particular black women. Yes, exactly. I don't think it's all, because it's not all black women. It's these no. black women in these spaces. But, I wouldn't even um, say most, I wouldn't even say most black women. It's just, no, it's a yeah, very it's, small it's, percentage. It's, this it's is just the shit disproportionately represented yeah. on these platforms. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's, it's this tactic where, you know, for example, if they're actually affected in getting black men to say, I don't know, vote this, at this equal an equal number to black women. And mind you, black men are damn close to equal number to black women in voting I mean, yeah. for the candidates that they want. Um, if this, if berating them was effective in that, they would have nothing to complain about. Right. And if that yeah. was if they have nothing to complain about, then they would have nothing to stand on. And yeah. it's the same thing with the Democratic yep. Party. And this is how they operate. And what I mean by that is this. A lot of the issues that could be resolved, they don't resolve because it's the dangling carrot to continue work, mm -hmm. to continue mm -hmm. doing what, to supporting them. For example, a lot. I'll give you an example in regards to this. A lot of Democrats, one of their biggest platforms is that if you don't vote for us, you're going to lose all of your social programs. Right. You're going to lose funding for all the programs and services that you rely on. But none of their work is about eliminating your need for those social programs. Right. It's about continuing to vote for them so you can have social programs yeah. that you're dependent on. If yeah. they actually eliminated your need for them, you wouldn't keep have you wouldn't, you have, wouldn't to have kept. Them. Yeah, exactly. I I you think know? this is a good segue. Uh, actually, we, we can say one more thing if you want to. Well, let's just say if they yeah. actually address structural issues that created the problems that you suffer from, then they you wouldn't have to keep voting for them. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, so what you were saying about how it's almost like in their favor to, uh, in some ways, to lose. Someone wrote a great article. I was trying to get, I was trying to actually um, get this guy on the show to talk about this article. I thought it was pretty good. I'm still waiting to hear back. But uh, it's in the Atlantic, and I thought it was a really good article. I think it's short enough. I can just read it really fast. But it says Democrats keep falling keep falling for superstar losers. There's never been a better time to lose an election by Jacob Stern. Uh, in the early 2000s, the Japanese racehorse Haru Urara became something of a international celebrity. This was not because of her prowess on the track, just the opposite. Haru Urara had never won a race. She was famous not for winning, but for losing. And the longer a losing streak stretched, the more famous she grew. She finished her career with a perversely pristine record. 
zero wins, 113 losses. The American politics doesn't have anyone quite like Haru Urara, but it does have Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams. The two Democrats are among the country's best-known political figures, better known than almost any sitting governor or U.S. senator who's actually won an election. And they have become so well-known not by winning big elections, but by losing them. Both Abrams and O'Rourke have won some elections, but their name recognition far surpasses their electoral accomplishments. After serving 10 years in the Georgia House of Representatives, Abrams rose to prominence in 2018 when she ran unsuccessfully for the governorship. O'Rourke served three terms as a Texas congressman before running unsuccessfully for the Senate, then the presidency, and they are both running again this year. Abrams for governor of Georgia, O'Rourke for governor of Texas. They are perhaps the two greatest exponents of a peculiar phenomenon in American politics, that of the superstar loser. The country's electoral history is littered with superstar losers of one sort or another. Sarah Palin parlayed a vice presidential nomination to a political commentary gig, a book deal, and a series of short-lived reality TV ventures. The landslide defeats that Barry Goldwater and George McGovern suffered made them into ideological icons. I'm talking about something a little more specific. Candidates who become national stars in the course of losing a state-level race. So you're saying, like, as opposed to people who at least won a huge race and then became stars, these are people who lose little things and suddenly are, like, national stars. Uh, yeah. There have been far fewer of these. There was William Jennings Bryan, who lost a race for the Senate in 1894, then ran unsuccessfully for the presidency three times. And there were the greatest of all superstar losers, the one-time representative from Illinois who unsuccessful Senate campaign nonetheless propelled him to the presidency two years later, Abraham uh, Lincoln. Uh, you yeah. want to say something, Ken? No, no, no. no. Okay. Um, so, um, but never before has such small-scale loser them been so often sufficient to achieve such large-scale stardom. Apart from Abrams and O'Rourke, there have also been other examples in recent years. Jamie Harrison made an unsuccessful bid for the DNC chairmanship, then an unsuccessful bid to unseat Lindsey Graham in South Carolina, and then a second bid, this time successful, for the DNC chairmanship. You get some more examples, but um, I want to jump to uh, the part where he explains, where he explains um, why it happens. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to that part because he makes... Okay, it goes, a meaningful defeat may be the most Abrams and O'Rourke can hope for. Um, not so much superstar losers. Wait, hold on, hold on. Basically, what he was saying, but I can't find the paragraph now, but this idea that they're very good for fundraising and for raising money off of, like, with their stardom. I, I'm not going to dig through the thing to find it. So it's like, um, they're not really there. Okay, okay, here, here we go. Um it would be wrong, though, to chalk up the staying power of superstar losers entirely to the social media dexterity or telegenic appeal. In the end, quote, politics is a lot of what have you done for me lately, unquote, Julie Azari, a political scientist at Marquette University, told me. And both Abrams and O'Rourke are also top-notch party builders. O'Rourke may not have secured a Senate seat in 2018, Azari said, but he has been credited with helping Democrats pick up seats in the Texas State House. Abrams, meanwhile, has founded an organization to protect voting rights and raise millions of dollars to organize and register voters. Largely as a result, she's been hailed as the driving force behind Democrats' 2020 success in Georgia, even though she didn't win herself uh anyone can tweet azari said but the two of them behind the scenes i think have actually walked the walk and helped other people win and helped other people develop their campaign apparatus you know and of course they've raised a lot of money or or, or work raised like 80 million um she raised a bunch of money and there's some kind of weird shady thing with her where like a lot of the money she raised something's fishy with it like she paid off all her debts and they don't know where the money went So are they saying that basically these people aren't really running to win? No, I mean, I think maybe winning is a bonus and they wouldn't mind winning, but they they're win, win, they're running they more for influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They win even if they don't win. They're right. really trying to be more influencers than trying to be legit politicians. I don't think they'd mind if they won for sure. But the bad thing about it is that the people that keep voting for them don't understand that. And something too, right? I think he, like someone could ask, hey, if they don't want to win, why all the sour grapes when they right. lose? But I think they need an excuse because 
if you, you know what it's like? It's like, do you want to lose something that you could have won? Or do you want to lose like a blowout? And most people want to lose in a way that saves face. And I think right. that's what this is. That's why this whole time they were prepping the black men excuse. Because right. if she loses in an embarrassing way, it ruins her ability to be an influencer. But if she was like, damn, she was a legitimate contender, just a bunch of pesky black men kind of fucked it up for everybody. Then that helps to preserve, I think, her ability to be this superstar influencer and and whatever. You don't want to be like a Michael Dukakis or something, someone who just loses in a humiliating, crushing way where you can't be of any use to anybody. You're like radioactive for the rest of your right career. You got to like be a... Honestly, I think even Trump wanted that. I don't think Trump really wanted to win the first time. I think he just wanted to lose in a face-saving way so he can like do all these... Um, I don't think he expected to win. I think, you yeah. know, he's, a, he's a, the ultimate clout facer. So I thought he was doing it just to see what would happen and get attention. Uh, he, had was all he, had these deals. The he had all these deals lined up for after the election to the extent that yeah. people were like, there's no way he could have really thought he was going to win because once he won, he had to give up all those deals. There's a conflict mm-hmm. of interest and everything. And he did not yeah. want to give those up. He would rather take those deals than be president. Yes. But the fact that he lined up all those uh, deals and everything, you could tell he was like, ready to cash in on, on it. And in his office, the night of the victory, when Hillary's just like, you know, uh, fucking it up for everybody, uh, they look so morose. They didn't even look happy. You're like, damn, this bitch really can't just fuck this up. Yeah. Like, yeah. They really did not expect her to be that whack. Yeah. But you, you raise a good question. Like, do her followers understand that like, these people who are so invested in the representation? Because there's some people that seem downright suicidal over her losing. People who never even heard of her until like just a couple of years ago. Like, they're so invested. In... People don't even live in Georgia who have no idea mm-hmm. what her policies are. <laughs> just They just see her face. They just see her. Yeah. They don't even live there. No, they don't live there. They don't follow her politics. If you ask them... Whatever policies do you like? They can't even, yeah, they're upset and they don't even live there and they don't even know her policies. They just know she's a black woman that reminds them of themselves, I guess, a, a representation, you know? Well, I say that to say this because of, of that clip that's going around that we talked about last night on text messages from CNN. And they were talking about how Latino voters in Florida, like you can't treat them the way you do African Americans. Yeah, people can't be saying, upset about that. Yeah. Yeah, they were saying the quiet things out loud. And I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. You know what I mean? Like, like, and even you said, like, you don't really have to have an issue for black people to vote for you. Oh, be a oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I was saying people were assaulted by what the guy said, but I'm like, if anything, he gave too much credit because he because what he said was, I think it was Chuck Todd. He said, um, you can't treat Latinos like black people expecting to mobilize around like a single issue. But I was thinking, wait, maybe it wasn't Chuck Todd. I don't want to give get the wrong person in trouble. No, it, it was Chuck Todd. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, you said so you can't um, give him one one um, issue, and I'm like, I don't think you have to give black people one issue as long as long as you're a Democrat. You know, like I mean, what was the one issue that um, Joe Biden gave black people to vote for him? Like, you know, not one. Yeah, like I mean, like I guess you can claim like affirmative action or anything, but I mean, he wasn't talking about affirmative action really. He wasn't really saying much of anything. His promises were. No, he yeah, said, if so, you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That's what he yeah, said. Yeah, that, that, was, that was fine. That was, that was enough was, for black people to say, fuck it, I guess he right. <laughs> <laughs> now, they got mad, fact, they, but they voted anyway. That's they the best got, part. Well, they barely even got mad. In fact, they acted yeah. like you were crazy for not voting for Biden and despite that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's insane. It's insane. And But like I said, Chuck Todd was just saying the quiet things out loud, but he was right. You know what I mean? And I asked someone, I was like, because they were they were talking about it at work today. And I was just like, well, I mean, is he lying, though? And they just gave me a look like, no, but no, 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 no. Is he lying? He's not lying because black people vote. Like I said in the text messages, vote, black people will, uh, you know, they argue and, and will agree about nothing and everything at the same time. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, something else. Uh, for some reason, something you said just made me remember this. Uh, something else that I talked about. Uh, last episode, people kind of wrote me to say, you know, y'all were right about this one. Uh, but, 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 you know, we were talking about why is Tiffany Cross and these people, uh, you know, going around like, you know, 
blaming black men and, and everything. And I was like, they have promoted themselves as like Negro whisperers and like, you know, yeah. conduit to black people. And they're kind of on trial. Like, you know, they're on like probation, you know, for, for the Negro whispering job. You see if they can do it. So this is their way to kind of save face or have a excuse prepared. So I'm like, um, people like Tiffany Cross is like, if I, if I can't, bring like you know the voters if i can't show these people that i can sheepdog you know black people i don't really have a use to anybody so it's like but if i can say hey you know i did my job i had everybody it's just this lost cause of these uh, pesky black men but but everybody knows about them nobody likes them like like i'm like she's not just doing it for um she's not just doing it for Stacey Abrams, she's doing it because she knows her value is in is in like their fates. These this black blue check pundit class, their fate is linked to Stacey Abrams. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because they're the ones who are like the corresponding media people to go along with her. Like, hey, nominate this black person in there, and then us, the black bourgeoisie media class, are going to deliver the votes. You know, once you give that representation, and Stacey Abrams couldn't deliver and these people couldn't deliver so i'm like she's fighting for her life and sure enough what happened before the election even happened they they dropped her they're like you know yep. yeah yeah like you're not a good you're not a good negro whisperer you know like you, uh, you didn't you didn't you didn't earn you didn't make your bones yeah you didn't make your bones you you were hoping that black men excuse would get you you know like like uh hey hey white hey white mommy hey white daddy you know i can't stand my my brother either like you know like um you know when you try to talk to your parents about how much your sibling sucks you know they're, they're trying that, right. that strategy they're like you know yeah because they're like oh um if something's coming down i want to distance myself you know and, and protect myself but yeah it didn't it didn't work so i think stacy abrams is um gonna be out of opportunities because it's it's going to be hard to keep reconciling these these losses. And I think the yeah. black media class, but if you look, the black media class is really, really stressed out about this. Like, Well, I mean, you had Al Sharpton coming out talking about how if you don't vote for Stacey Abrams, you're insecure. And But if you know Al Sharpton, you know he was trying to wet his beak. That's all that was. Oh, yeah. So if she but, did win, he could wet his beak with her. Oh, for sure. You know but I mean? I'm, I'm not even talking about um Stacey Abrams. You're absolutely right about Stacey Abrams, but Tiffany Cross, like these people... Oh, yeah. Perry came out. Joy Reid came out. A bunch oh of my god! Out. I every single black blue check is acting like, and, th and they're putting all these extras on her name. Like you know, there's somebody here, uh, Tara, Tara Dublin. You know, from um, she's some kind of uh, Democratic influencer, occupied Democrats, and she's a black blue check. And she's like Tiffany Cross brought in more black viewers to MSNBC while Chuck Todd and Andrea Mitchell continue to drive people away. The announcement are coming up next. Hashtag Team Tiffany Cross. Hashtag Black Woman how, they, how do they even know that? Like, did MSNBC give them those numbers? Like, how would they up. even know? <laughs> yeah, I know no. that. I know. I, when I asked that, oh, I was oh, being oh, rhetorical, yeah, yeah. but... No, I know you know. I'm just, I'm just saying explicit. I'm making explicit. Yeah. No, I know you know. But, <laughs> but that's just like such a ridiculous exaggeration like she's brought in more black people how do you know did msnbc give you those metrics like she how how on earth would you know so these people on top of like that like i didn't even know who she was like, like i didn't even know who she was like i've yeah. seen her name but i didn't first of all i'm surprised people still even watch msnbc at this point um i, I really am i stopped watching msnbc Probably around the time Melissa Harris Perry show went off, and I only liked her show because it was a good show. Not even because I liked her that much. I just thought it was a nice little talk show on Saturday and Sunday morning. Like it was just a cute little show. She had good guests. It was a good little conversation. But other than that, I didn't even really watch MSNBC anymore because it was so left. It was so unrealistically left sometimes. Not sometimes. Ninety percent oh, of the yeah. time that it was almost like it wasn't even about having an actual discussion about anything it was just no. so ridiculous it was literally like fox on the other side and if, to the point it was just so what's the word i'm looking for it's it's, it's it was like the not theatrics but what's the other word like uh like like a joke though i know i'm missing the word like it's a parody like, satire. parody okay yeah no, satire like, yeah yeah it's like it was almost like i think parody is the word it was almost like it was a parody of itself mm-hmm because you're watching it like, is this not a joke? Like, are they joking I'm, right now? I mean, it did, it did kind of become a joke. People started like kind of laughing at it. But yo, if you want to see something uh, funny, you know, um, search 
Tiffany Cross, search on Twitter, Tiffany Cross Black Community. Uh, because all these people, I'll give an example. Like the first thing that comes up, Benjamin Crump. MSNBC needs to explain why they decided to part ways with the Cross Connections host, Tiffany Cross, an extremely smart and insightful Black woman. Tiffany has been a beacon of diversity at MSNBC, and the Black community deserves to know why one of their voices has been let. The Black community is not talking about this. No, you guys no, Benjamin Crump. Like, this yeah. is another person that was wetting his beak. That's all it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? These are people always ha- hovering around. There are so many people saying the Black community. They, they, this other influencer, this K-Hive influencer said, you know, uh, the black community stands with Tiffany Cross. No, the black community does not. The black community does yeah, not. Half of the black community don't even know the fuck she is. Yeah, like right. what? Yeah, it's just you guys. You guys are not the black uh, community. I feel like but... the black community cares more about what happens to people like Ray J. <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Kyrie, even. I, I feel like I, no, I, see more, I see more of the black community worried about Kyrie than yeah. talking about Tiffany Cross. Hold on. Listen to this one, Joy Reid. Turn it up. Unfortunately, this is loud. Let me see if I can turn it up uh, another way. Hold on. Oh, damn, son Maxim. I heard her say her sister. I heard her say that. Hold on. I'm going to try to find if the link is somewhere. Yeah, unfortunately, this is... Let's try one more time. I'll try, I'll try to be super quiet, see if that helps. Tiffany, um, she's not just my friend. She is my sister. I love her, support her. Um, I, I, I was boosting for her to get the show uh, that she created, the connection, which she put her heart and soul into every day. And I just want to say that those on the far right who are attacking her on a social media app that won't name... You don't understand how sisters move. So watch this. We will be here. Her sisters will be here to support anything Tiffany Cross ever. Know that. Believe that. That's nice for you all with Chris Harrison. That's funny. She's specified sisters. She didn't say the, she didn't say the black community. She made it very no. gendered. Said sisters, 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 sisters. That's very interesting to me. Her wig looks So crazy. Joy Reid is still on MSNBC? Yeah, she's still on MSNBC, and her wig looks crazy. I don't know what is up with this. I, I didn't know her hair was like this. I'm going to send you a, a link. It's kind of crazy looking. It's not... I'm surprised they let her still say Tiffany... I mean, she can't be... I mean, it can't be too bad if they let her still say Tiffany Cross's name. I mean, maybe because Tiffany's not on a new network yet. If, if Tiffany was on a new network, they wouldn't even allow her to say her name. And you, you know what's interesting? There's a lot of rumors. Uh, there's a black woman president of MSNBC. Um... And there's a lot of rumors that uh, Tiffany Cross was a very unlikable, um, chaotic person, and that, oh, and that she that. got and that she got fired from clashing with the black woman uh, boss. But if you notice, don't really talk about that. Uh, no, that uh, her name's Rashida Jones, same same name as uh, Quincy Jones' daughter, but not the same, not the same person. Okay. All right, y'all. So. That is the end of part one. Go to, again, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good.